we love that. That brings joy to us. That back and forth. That just, you know, that's just what we like. So, you want to play that game? We can play that game. It's cool. You know, it's it's all it's all on in between the lines. Like we're we're competing for something huge. Like so, we're not. You know, it's never personal. I don't care who I'm talking to. It's just a person right here, and I'm just gonna say what I feel, and I'm gonna do what I feel too. And that's what they're gonna do. And we appreciate. Like you know, if you you bring it and we we on that, that's cool. But you know, what we look for that's what you saw. Abby, you saw ain't no running in the hill, man. We climb up the chimney. Yeah, for sure. We ain't ducking no fun, smoke, man. man. We're going to let everybody know we're here. We're going to play hard, trying to get a win. And if you don't like it, oh well. And you might as well bring it, so. You're going to cry with the baby from the. I'm done with all that bluffing on the court because them guys do a lot of bluffing, so, you know. I'm from the bluff city, man. We don't do no bluffing, man. Grizz Nation, what's good? What's good? Welcome to another episode of the No Bluffing Podcast. I am your host, Chris Ingram, with some really cool people with me. I got our other hosts with us today. Uh, we got Luke and we got Nicole. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning. Morning, y'all. Yeah, man, it's been a a, a a smooth week, I guess you can say. Uh, we, we just recorded on last Wednesday, so uh, a couple days away from our last recording. Like we told y'all in the last episode, we will be dropping on Mondays. That will be our regular day. Uh, but we want to kind of give y'all just a little teaser to start off everything last Wednesday. So uh, not a lot has changed in the last couple of days. Uh, we had two games, and we got another one uh, actually tonight against the Boston Celtics. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we're going to jump right into it. Cause we got a lot going on today. I think everybody's got like some important stuff to get taken care of, but we want to make sure we get this episode episode out to you guys. So, uh, we'll go ahead and get it rolling right into no bluffing news with Nicole. So Nicole, I'm going to go ahead and pass it to you. All right. Good morning, everybody. Got some good stuff like normal. Um, so to start, we got Luka Doncic extended his 30 plus scores for eight straight games against the Raptors on last Friday. And when he did that, he actually tied Wilt Chamberlain for that record. So we have that. Congratulations to Luca. Um, and then we have Nike dropped Kyrie Irving amid this drama that he's going through. And then two very crucial players in the NBA spoke out, uh, CJ McCollum who is the MBPA president, and LeBron James actually said some things about it in his uh, recent post-game interview. And then we got the Kia MVP ladder, who is lining up to be uh, one through five. We have Giannis and Luka at one and two, Donovan Mitchell at three, John Moran at four, and Devin Booker at five. So there's our That's MVP fair. ladder. That's and then fair. we got... Uh, the police are now investigating the Josh Primo allegations. This is officially a criminal investigation. I know we touched on that last episode, but I did want to bring that up. And then something a little more closer to home. Five-star recruit Mikey Williams and then his fellow teammate, four-star recruit J.J. Taylor, have both basically put in their commits to Memphis all over again. We know they did this once before, but now it's, it's set in stone. So... Mikey has been this 
phenomenal player. And so has JJ and Penny Hardaway being there really kind of gravitated these guys towards the University of Memphis. So we wish them all the success. Um, great kids, talented kids coming out of Cali. So love that for them kids. Congratulations to JJ and Mikey. For sure, for sure. I know Mikey, he was uh he made a lot of uh I don't want to say ruckus, but um he brought a lot of attention to HCBU. Uh oh, I said that. I'm butchered that. My bad, y'all. <laughs> HBCUs a couple years ago. Um before I want to say it was before Dion took over at Jackson State, but I think it's like a freshman in high school, he was like, Hey, like I wanna take, you know, the, a high profile caliber player of myself. I would love to, you know, for us to start, like, you know, reaching out and uh, taking visits and even, you know, enrolling in the HBCU. So I know Memphis is not an HBCU, uh, but he did, you know, make some noise about that. Uh, but I'm happy he chose Memphis. So um, I know a lot of people talking about Bronny. That may bring Bronny James to Memphis. So we'll see. Um, I know LeBron, <laughs> some people got their feelings about him, but <laughs> – just the impact on the economy, I think that Bronny could bring, you know, even if he's there for a year or two, I think it'd be dope. So, uh, like you said, Nicole, definitely congrats to them on making that decision to commit. And uh, Bronny and Z played together, right? Yeah, yeah, at Sierra Canyon. So, it's a yeah. lot of ties, bro. And I think LeBron has always said that Penny is, like, his favorite player. So, like, it's just a lot. I mean, you got the Nike work. It, it's a lot. I'll just say that. Like, we can go into the specifics if it ever gets announced, but it's a lot of intricacies to that situation that could be really crazy. So, uh, definitely waiting to see how that plays out for sure. And not too much on the call, y'all. She is not feeling well. So, we want to definitely shout her out uh, for pushing through the day. A lot of us have been dealing with some bugs, but I know she got a lot uh, going on right now. So, definitely, uh, we appreciate you uh, hopping on today for sure. And Thank uh, Thank we, you. we want you to get better ASAP. ASAP for sure. <laughs> we want you to, yeah, that bug is, is getting all of us, y'all. So mm-hmm. um, we definitely appreciate you for the news. And we're going to move right in to our topics of the week, y'all. So um, I'm going to start off with a little, I don't want to call it a monologue, you know, but I definitely want to start off with setting the table. And I'm going to let y'all go ahead and take care of everything afterwards. But, um, you know, the last episode that we recorded, the the, 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 the title was PTDD, Post-Traumatic Dealing Distress. And uh, mixed reviews on the title, mixed reviews on the podcast. Definitely, you know, nothing negative. Everybody kind of understood where we were coming from. Um, some people agree, some people disagree. But uh, got some people talking, and that's what we want to do. Um, and the funny thing is, we were actually going to record yesterday on Sunday, and I had some things to say. And then we watched the game last night, and some of the things that I had to say kind of changed. <laughs> so um, I just kind of kind of stay on topic with it. Um, y'all know how I am and how I feel about Dylan Brooks. I think all of us are kind of equal when it comes to that. Um, but I will say the game that he had, not last night, but the game before that, who did we play, y'all? I'm so sorry. It's, it's Charlotte. It's one. It was Charlotte, yep. It was the Hornets. Dylan played the perfect role that I have been asking him to play since Ja Morant got here. Whatever happened before Ja got here uh, and Jaron got here, that's fine. Do what you do. We were not a, a winning team, so I don't mind you doing what he did. But when Ja got here, it was a different tone that was set. Um, you know, an alpha dog, a leader was here. And, you know, you're supposed to defer. I, I hate saying that, but it, 
when a guy of that caliber is here, you got to learn how to play your role. And so that game against the Hornets, I'm talking about perfect Dylan game. He played great defense. Granted, they didn't have their top players, but Kelly Oubre can go off. He's been a, gri- a grizzly killer in the past. Um, they got talented guys over there. Anybody in the NBA, they can usually, you know, they can ball. So he played decent defense. Um, but the big thing for me was not only was he not out there just chunking up shots, but if his shot wasn't there, he was passing it up. He wasn't forcing anything. He got in the corner like I've been asking him to do because you got Dez and Ja out there, you know, collapsing the defense, creating for everybody else, and he's going to be wide open. All he had to do was bend those knees, like I say. <laughs> he bent them <laughs> knees inward, and he let it fly, and it was going in. And I wasn't even – it's not even about the shot falling for me. It was the fact that he was, you know, playing the game the right way. He didn't hurt the team in any way. And so I was coming in and giving him his flowers. I wasn't saying that he was turning the corner like we talked about on Grease 901. I, I definitely wasn't saying he was turning the corner because we need a larger sample size in that. I can't go game by game. Like, no, you got to give me 10 to 15 games of consistent play before we can say that he's turning the corner, kind of like I talked about with Santi Aldama. Uh, but then last night happened, and it was like, well, it just killed any little argument that I was going to even bring up and have. So um, – you know, he did one thing I will give him again. I'm going to give him his flowers on that. Once he saw that the shot wasn't falling, he stopped. But it's one of those things where just play the perfect game like you played the other night. Let it come to you. Ja and, and Desmond was going off. Let it come to you like you did. You saw the success that you had. So um, i leave the rest of what I have to say for later on, another, another day or another time. But, man, how do y'all feel? I mean, did, 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 <laughs> again, we had a topic set up and it kind of changed, but – do y'all feel like that was an anomaly the other night, or do you think that that's something that he can go ahead and, like, accept the mindset of, okay, this is my role. I'm willing to commit and to stay in this role. Man, my thing is, like, you go back, and it, when his – the games where he has more than three assists are the games where he scores more than 20 points and the games where his plus-minus is out of this world. You go back this season – Against Charlotte, he had four assists, plus minus was plus 31. He had 23 points. You go back to the loss against Utah, he had four assists. He had 30 points. His plus minus was plus nine. He is sharing the ball ball around. He's exactly what this team needs. But that's two instances of the other game. The other games where he's just chucking the ball up. When he takes the time to pick his shots and look at his teammates – He's mm-hmm. incredible for this team. He's absolutely incredible for this team. You can look at the Charlotte game. You can look at that first Utah game to just see, or was it? You might have been the, the yeah, that, or that loss, that first loss against Utah. Like mm-hmm. he's, he, it's clearly in his bag of tricks to do that. He can do it's it. Just, it's just the, this, he doesn't flip the switch from game to game. And, and that's what makes it right. so frustrating because that switch is there. And he's able to flip it very easily. Right. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 what we were talking about. It's like he he'll give us a few games of giving us exactly what we want, and then <laughs> and then it's just like nope, nope, <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> How you feel, Nicole? What you thinking? Um, basically the same thing. I feel like Dylan sometimes feel like he has to play savior when he doesn't all the time. So mm-hmm. I just feel like he needs to choose like one way or the other. Like either you're going to be this dude or you're going to be that dude. If 
but that's right. that's honestly how I feel about it. Like either you're gonna be him or you're gonna be him. You're gonna be Dylan or you're gonna be the villain. Like there right. shouldn't be any two ways for you to act. But y'all know Dylan. He Dylan gonna do what Dylan gonna do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it's it's not too much that we can beat a dead horse by saying more about. I mean, again, our, our feelings about it is documented. And I want to let people know, like we see some stuff on Twitter sometimes. And just because we have critiques, just because we have um, analysis of a way that a certain player plays, we're not against Dylan. We're not against anybody that wears the blue. Like, we want you to succeed because we are – it's team first. Like, we want the Grizzlies to win a championship. So, if anybody is, you know, contributing to that, then, you know, that's all that we care about. It's not that we're picking on a certain player. If it was somebody else doing something crazy, we'd be doing the same thing. It's just – Dylan is that redheaded stepchild or that that cousin that we all have that just don't want to, you know, he don't want to do right. And so uh, he's going to get the people talking. And I will say that I didn't like that comment that he brought up in the um, postgame uh, availability the other night when he had that great game. And he was talking about even the fans, you know, they turn on you or whatever he was saying. Like, no, bro, we know the potential that you have to play a role. What gets on our nerves is that you won't do that and you – you know, you sometimes can kill us in late games, bro. Like, that's all it is. If anything, I want to see Dylan succeed more because he was on those teams and we didn't have Jaron and we didn't have Ja when we were bad, when we were, like, really bad. Like, I, mm-hmm. he was – like, I want to see him do good because he's been with the team. Like, he's a homegrown guy. Like, I want right. to see him do good, which makes it more frustrating because we know he has it there, you know? Yep, yep. It's just to make it a decision. If you can make a decision to bring the passion and play defense like he does, you can easily make that same decision to commit to the role that we know, you know, will make you and the team successful. That's all I got to say on that. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, wishes to you, Dylan, bro. I, I hope you, you know, get it together. And I hope that, you know, you are here long term because you you make a difference. You can, yeah. you know, it's just up to you to choose. So, moving right along. I wore right his along. jersey last night. Wore his jersey you did? last night. I, I, I love him. <laughs> See, 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 y'all. And I haven't said it on this podcast, but I'll say it again. If he can commit and go, and go into that role like we know he can, I will buy a Dylan jersey and I wear it with you. But if he yes. ain't, I ain't wasting my money. I ain't doing it. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, but moving on, right along to the next topic. You know, talking about defense and stuff like that. Um, it's been two big woes for us. You know, going into this season so far. And again, we know we don't have all of our players and stuff like that, but. Uh, two big, like, just problems that we've been seeing on the court is turnovers and defense. Uh, so my question to y'all is, what do y'all think right now is doing more harm? And, again, when I say harm, that's a blanket statement because we're seven and three. Very well could be eight and two and possibly nine and one. So, like, take that with a grain of salt when I say harm. Uh, but what do y'all think is just the bigger issue right now? Is it the turnovers and keeping the ball secure or is it defense? I feel like they get too complacent when they have a nice lead. I feel like they get comfortable and don't expect the other team to have any type of fight in them. Because last night the Wizards were pissed off. I mean, they had the same type of game last night that they had before, like the same exact game with another team that they played right before us. Mm -hmm. And they fought in that game and they almost won. So you're seeing a hungry Wizards team. And the Grizzlies' problem was we had a 23-point lead. And then we come out in the third, and they're just they're just so relaxed, like they're on a freaking island on a beach somewhere. Like, <laughs> where are your brains at? Like, you 
y'all get too complacent and i feel like that's their problem that and the turnovers complacency and turnovers that's a good one yeah and i agree too and i think i think a lot of the turnover issues will fix themselves as coaches still trying lineups you know like mm-hmm. he 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 was trying a lot of lineups and he's still trying a lot of lineups and some of them i love the lineup he put out to close the game last night with um LaRavia instead of Santi. Um, I thought that was a really lockdown lineup that we haven't seen before. And yeah. I, it's still early, you know, like, like I think we're second and last in defense right now. Only the Warriors I think are worse than us. You know, like I, I, I know that'll get better. I, I think that it's like Nicole was saying, I, the turnovers is something that, that's it. The season's early, but we got to take the early part of the season seriously still, because I mean, it's like the opposite of the Clippers, you know, the Clippers do that thing where they're like, I will worry about it when we get to the playoffs, you know, like you got to stay locked in now to carry that over, you know, like I I think once coach gets more comfortable with like the lineups that he wants to put out, the, the combos that he wants to do, once he gets a better feel for these rookies with all the minutes they're playing, I think that, he'll know who to trust with the ball right. once we get more into the season. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I say I'm less worried about the defense, but we're not getting any better until Jaron and Z get back. But I, 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 I'm not as worried about that as the turnovers. The turnovers are just so uncharacteristic for us. It's just kind of like, Ugh, what, what, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. To have like Tyus Jones be like the leader and, you know, turnover ratio for the last I can't even remember like when he wasn't Four. besides maybe his rookie year. Like it's yep. crazy. So I was going back looking at the stats last night and I want to say it was one game this year, maybe the second or third game. He had like five turnovers and maybe one or two assists. I'm like, that's never happened. Mm-mm. Like never. And never. then Ja, you know, you know, he does like some amazing stuff and that you'd be like, how in the world does he do this stuff? But never to the point to where he's losing the ball like he has been the last couple of games. And we were talking offline like Shout out to him. I hope he definitely gets better soon with whatever's going on because I know the illness that he had going on. And, you know, that can mess with you, number one, with your win. They can mess with your mood. Uh, but even if it's something outside of basketball going on, you can tell he just hasn't been like – not that he doesn't have a fire in his eye like Daniel said years ago and got him in trouble. It's just – it's not – you can tell like just something is different. Like the start of the season, he was like very like just upbeat, I'll say. And you can just tell there's something nagging at him a little bit. So um, shout out to Ja, man. Uh, whatever's going on, we wish, you know, wish better on you. And we wish that, you know, you get through whatever's going on because we know what you're capable of. So the fans, we not knocking whatever game that you had last night. Like people were saying, Ja had a whatever type of game. Like, bro, he still was over 20 points and almost had a double-double. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if that's a bad game, we can take them every day. Yeah. So, um but yeah, uh, I'm with y'all. As far as turnovers, that that'll get better, um, and and defense will definitely get better when we get the whole squad together. So it's just the early season. Last year we started nine to ten. You know, we got another ten games to go now to see where we lock up at twenty games in. But seven three is a hell of a start. So mm-hmm. I'm cool. I'm cool. But if I had to pick one, I'd definitely say defense. So we'll see what happens. Um, and our last topic is. Um, it's easy to talk about this one because, again, even though we were talk- about to record yesterday, 
uh, last night just solidified this topic even more in his Desmond Bain. Uh, this dude, man, it's just – I'm really starting to get surpri- – not surprised, but surprised at the same time because if y'all bet out there, like, it's one of those things to where when a player has one or two or three good games, you feel like it's a, that fourth one may be just a little mm, – he may have an off game. I want to say it's, what, six games now um, where he's almost hit 30. Like, 25 plus. Yeah, 25 plus and averaging, I think, 28 or 29 between those – uh, 25 on the season, like it's really getting ridiculous, y'all. So, um, with Desmond Bain, I know we talked about it. A lot of people, you know, talk about him taking the leap this season. Some people even said, you know, he may be in the All Star, you know, conversation. It's gonna be hard to not put him there. So for y'all, for me asking y'all, like, is Desmond Bain gonna be an All Star this year? Seriously, do we think that's gonna happen? How many guards go from each side? It see is weird now. I'm a, I'm gonna say you probably can get five, maybe six, because they just do bigs and they do littles, so they don't even really yeah. differentiate between the positions. So I'll say four or five. You're gonna have Luca. You're gonna have Steph. You're gonna have Jaw. You're gonna have Booker from the West at least. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking at some of the point guards right now. Like Dame, if Dame stays healthy, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I. He he got to compete with his own teammate too. Simons has been going off. Yeah, like I just don't in the West. Like all the other really strong guards are all from the East. You know, you, mm-hmm. you look at Mello, Harden, uh, who uh, who else? I mean, I don't want to say Kyrie, but like Darius Garland, Fred VanVleet, like Cade Cunningham. All these guys are in the East. Like I, I think mm-hmm. it's. I think it's a very strong possibility for him to get one of the one of the spots in the West. Yeah. Just because I think in terms of the guard slots, I think there's I think the East has more top heavy guards. You know, well, I'd say the West has the four best guards in the NBA, but after that it's just like a slew of guards from the East before you get to anybody right. that I would even put next to Des, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean yeah, I, I'm and, and, and because, I'm with Luke on that. Like there's only a few guards in the West that are like MVP or all-star material. So for me, like I'm pushing the agenda that Desmond Bain will be an all-star. I said that before this season started, because you could tell he was different with his workouts online. He was in the gym all summer, except for uh, when his, I think his fiance or wife had his baby. So um, you could really tell that he's just different, but let's face it, y'all we're a small market. The Grizzlies, we had to fight to get Ja there, yes, last year. Like, Ja had to fight tooth and nail. The fan base had to fight. Hell, the coaches and the players had to fight to get him voted on the board. So, I think it's going to be the same type of fight with Desmond. But I'm I'm willing to go to war for it. So, it is what it is. Desmond Bain going to be an all-star. <laughs> yes. And, and And I'll say, like, the crazy part, even to piggyback on what you said, Nicole, like I'm with you with the small market thing, but we also saw the East get bullied with uh, what was that, the Cleveland thing last year. Like they end up sending what three people, mm-hmm. and it's possibly going to be four this year because we know Donovan's going. We know Garland, if he stays healthy, he's going. Jared Allen is going. And Mobley, Mobley. probably, yeah, he's probably going to be there, just being honest. So, um, now, granted, I know a lot of that came like after um, alternates, like injury alternates, and that's another whole another ball game that you know Desmond may have an opportunity if he doesn't make it initially. But 
like y'all threw it out there. It's not really a lot. Like I could even say, I mean, CJ McCullum, maybe. Um, if they're winning, I know they're gonna look at like winners first before they go and start just adding, you know, players that are talented. Cause I mean, De'Aaron Fox is having a good season too. Uh, but again, if your record is not, you know, that great. And I think another thing for Desmond that he's going to have on his, you know, to help his case too, he's doing it on a team with another, like, MVP caliber player. Like, De'Aaron Fox is doing it with just himself. I guess you can say Sabonis. Uh, and we can go down the line, you know, with players. But, like, he's doing it next to a MVP, all-NBA um, super, just international superstar. He's doing it right there with him. And so I think with us having, you know, a top two seed or top two record in the West, uh, possibly depending on all-star time, we may be a top record in the whole NBA again. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. going to help his case a lot if he can keep it up, which, I mean, I, barring that back, giving him issues again, I think he's going to be here to keep it up all year. So I'm with y'all, man. I'm with y'all. Anything to wrap up on, on, on Dez, y'all? I'm just saying, stop sleeping on that man. Literally, like <laughs> everyone thought he was just going to be the same three-point desk that he has been the past two seasons, and here he is shutting everybody up. Now you got people from, you, you know, Knicks and Pelicans fans and Orlando Magic fans. I've seen Heat fans on my timeline talking about how they wish their teams drafted Desmond Bain. So right. th- there it is. I mean, that's all I got to say. Yeah. And I and we put a tweet out there last night just to 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 show people the leap that he's taking right now. Last year he averaged eighteen point two points per game, four point four rebounds per game, two point seven assists per game, and twenty nine point eight minutes. We can say thirty minutes a game because I mean rounded up, it's it's real close. This season twenty four point six points per game, four point six assists a game, five rebounds a game, and thirty two point seven. So his minutes really only increased to we'll say three just to save face like that's insane that's <laughs> insane so what else can you say man death and bang for all-star let's go let's go ahead and get it let's get let's, that uh we, we put it on the tweet last night so i think we the first one in Grizz media to actually put it out there so let's go starting let's get the train running <laughs> yeah <laughs> started early because we know you gonna be there like that's a given so let, let's push this this year y'all for sure so um, that's pretty much it for, for that portion. So we'll go ahead. Uh, I'm not going to actually have video for the highlight of the week this week, y'all, because um, it was just happened so quick. But I will point it out. My highlight of the week was definitely um, that job almost dunk, but bounced into a finger roll on top of KP's head last night. Um, I've watched it a lot. I probably edited it and put it in the video once we get done. But like for him to go up like he was gonna dunk on him, and it just so quickly when you slow it down, you see how quick it happened. Like he went up for the dunk and then turned it into a finger roll, and it just rolled off so just beautifully. It was just so crazy. So uh, again, you're gonna have plenty of jaw highlights every night, but that was just the one I was like, this dude is crazy. <laughs> so, uh, Luke, we're gonna go ahead and pass it to you for the players of the week segment. So I'm gonna go ahead and get that popping. Let's go. Yeah, man. I mean, he he did probably the most grisly thing I've seen all season last night when he, you know, just left the game with a sprained ankle or something and then came back and won the game for us. But it's Steve-O. Like, what Steven Adams did this past week just – I think you might have listened because you even said you were hoping he'd get more than two points. And for the week, he averaged 
almost 12 and a half rebounds, almost eight and a half points, almost three assists and a block a game. You know, yeah. he just like really, really stepped up this week. And I don't even think we asked him to. He just like really just kind of took his just fully boarding it, man, down there in the post. Yep. Like that game against Charlotte Friday where he had 19 boards, 13 points, four assists, two blocks, and two steals. Like, that's really good <laughs> for yeah. someone who, like, I don't want to say he's an afterthought, but he's not really thought of one of the premier centers in the league. But that's, like, what he's doing this season is really, really good. Yeah. And credit for it. Yeah. He's, he's my super valuable. Super valuable. Yeah. I mean, we, we won the game last night because he came back in. Uh, you know, like, when he wasn't on the floor, they were – attacking the paint as soon as he was back in there they were forced to shoot the three ball and they could not sink a three to save their life last night you know like he is and and with our with jaron out our lack of depth in the big position it's just like his importance with this team is just he showed this past week just how valuable he is with for this team yeah yeah for sure and he was a spirit leader too when he came back in warm get crazy the team got you know pumped up yeah that was big time for us for sure tough sob man he's a tough sob <laughs> for sure. So who we got? Who we going with for Super Saiyan of the week? Who we got, man? Man, I I just want to not really Super Saiyan, but like Dejounte Murray is out here looking like Lupin the Third with all these steals he's snatching. Man, he had two games with five last week. Like mm-hmm. I, I I knew he was going to fit in well with the Hawks, but like the dude is I've been more impressed with what I'm seeing from him than I am with Trey Young so far this this early in the season. Like the dude is just showing me parts of his game that. I didn't think we're there, but you see that when he's with a running mate like Trey, what he's able to do, you know, clogging those lanes, just getting his hands in there and just ripping the ball from guys. It's just really impressive. I love when guys can pack the stat sheet with steals and the dude is just like, he is not disappointed. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. He, he's balling respect to him because yeah, I'm with you. I didn't think it was going to work out in Atlanta either, but. I mean, they, they mesh them well. They putting up good stats. Mm-hmm. We'll see what it turns to at the end of the season. But stats-wise, they're doing good right now. So Re- Regular season, they looking good. Like, post, postseason's different. But right now, they're look, they're chugging along just fine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. For sure. Well, we appreciate that, Luke. Uh, definitely some good players. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely wish them success throughout the year unless they're playing mm-hmm. against the Grizzlies. You know, you're going exactly. to we're, we're putting you in the rim, man. We're getting Kenny Lofton off the bench putting you in the rim. <laughs> I just play what happens with that. But uh, we'll, we'll wrap up, y'all, with the, uh, like I said, short episode this week uh, for sure. Not a lot has changed since the last one. Uh, but we want to wrap up with predictions. So we did predict up until um, this game, and we all said, what, four, say three and one, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, t- tonight we'll see if we are correct on that. Um, so next week, let's look up for next week because again we already talked about this week coming up. Uh, Luke, did you have that pulled up? My bad, man. Yeah, I got you, man. We got uh, we got the Celtics tonight, so we got the Spurs on Wednesday, Timberwolves on Friday, and then the Wizards again next Sunday. So after tonight, we got the games. Mm-hmm. Ah, man, I think thinking, we go man. Un- I think we go undefeated. Call that out yeah, one we'll- more time. Right. Undefeated. undefeated. I agree with Luke. Um, the Spurs, 
I don't think they're going to give us any major fits. The Wolves, they have inner issues going on because I seen a video last night of Ant Edwards just standing on the perimeter with his hands on his hips for two solid minutes. Um, and then the Wizards again, I mean, we know what to expect. I mean, yeah. I don't see – if we do take one loss, it would probably be to the Wizards or the Spurs. I just don't see us losing to the Wolves with the disconnect that they have with the team going on right now because Ant Edwards was completely checked out last night. He was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the only thing – I'm with y'all. The thing that bothers me at this point is kind of like we've, – we've had this issue for years, I think, is that we get up for the teams that we need to get up for and the ones that we shouldn't sometimes we take the – we take the foot off the gas a little bit. So I'm with you. I, I think that Spurs game could potentially be a trap game. Is that one at home or away? Let me see. That, that one, one is – yeah, it's at San Antonio. Okay, so we might get up for that one maybe. I don't know. We it, have the Spurs come... in San Antonio, the Wolves at home, and then the Wizards in D.C. We definitely come out to play against the Timberwolves. I know Pat Bev ain't there no more, but th- that team as a whole, for the most part, is still there. And you got slow-mo on the squad. So, you know, it's a little bit of big brother. We want to still beat you up real quick. Um, so it's a lot involved with that one. I definitely call that a dub. And then even if Brad comes back for the Wizards game, I think we got their number after last yeah. night. Just we know what to expect. So I'm going to say 2 and one I don't really want to pick what game that we're going to lose, but if I had to pick one, I'm going to say Spurs. Just to, just to throw some, a little disagreement out there, I'm going to say two and one. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I've been of the mindset, if we can go two and one in all of these three game sets for the rest of the season, we do. We come out with a good record at the end of the year. And I yeah. think we can do it, you know. Yeah. So, yep. Well, well, that will do it for us uh, on this second episode of No Bluffing Man. It's been a blast. Like I said, a, a real short one for y'all. I say real short. We had 35 minutes, but uh, <laughs> we gave y'all an hour and 10 last week. So uh, if you guys spoil with that, we'll definitely be back next week with a longer one. But we appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, definitely tap into the other podcasts we have on the Grizz 901 Network. Uh, make sure you follow all of us on social media. It'll be tagged in the, in the uh, tweet and it'll be tagged in the description below of the podcast. Um, and yeah, just if y'all got any questions that y'all want us to answer on on, on air, definitely drop them, you know, in a tweet uh, and let us know how we're doing. You know, if y'all enjoying the content, if it's something that y'all want to see added and stuff like that, we we, we, we here for the people. So appreciate y'all support. Uh, Luke, Nicole, y'all got anything else? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, too. Just happy to be here, brother. For sure. For sure. Likewise. Well, we appreciate y'all. We got the Boston Celtics tonight. We're going to try to get this dub churned out so we can get a little rest. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. We appreciate y'all. Y'all stay locked in with us. We'll catch y'all next week.